0: I think we can really get into one of the craziest stories that we have ever seen
1: in our careers. It's a little dangerous, right? Like they don't know what they're actually doing. A lot of them. Some of them do. Some of them have no idea what they're actually doing. What I see happening is this is not going to end well. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of The Capitalist Investor. I'm Mark Tepper. I got D right next to me. Mark, what's going on, man? What's up, buddy? Nice uh, uh, jacket. Know, hey, thank you. <laughs> Jackie game strong today, <laughs> no, buddy. Oh, yeah.
0: trying 2021, I'm trying to uh, turn over a new leaf and uh, yeah. start dressing. Yeah, I got to lose some weight
1: to fit my suit pants. <laughs> <though>. That's I'm problem. <wrong. laughs> I'm on my fat jacket, so that's all the that fit right now. <laughs> <laughs> Two different closets, one for the skinny version, exactly. one for the fat version. Yep.
0: I actually bought a fat pair of jeans and a skinny pair of jeans, too. Yeah. So I have the jeans when I get back to
1: some more normal weight. I've got mine <laughs> categorized and on different shelves at home. Yep. I've got, yeah, they're by size, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm feeling thin today. All right. I go for this shelf <laughs> feeling fat. Cause I ate too much pizza over the weekend. Mm-hmm. I go down a shelf. Right. <laughs> totally. Yeah. All right, man. So look, front and center. And look, I, would assume this is still going to be front and center a week from today when this right. episode is published. Is this story about the Reddit mob, right? Reddit is, you know, this message board where people go to and they share ideas on a bunch of different things. Right. But this happens to be specifically in regards to the Wall Street Bets Reddit message board where people are trading stock ideas, right? right? So, you know, this Reddit mob, the strength of the retail investor muscling around these big time short sellers. This is what everyone's talking about right now. So, I want to spend a little bit of time talking about it for today's show. You've got companies like GameStop. Remember GameStop? I remember it from a, a from time long, years ago? long ago. Right. <laughs> when you actually ha- used to have to go and buy your PlayStation game like right. on a disc. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you just download it. Right. like You really don't have to go to the store to buy the disc anymore. Mm-hmm. Right? I did get a PlayStation 5 about a week ago. Did you get gouged or are they available?
0: They're starting to become available. Are they? There's a Twitter link and they... Kind of tell you where they're available. So yeah. I did that for about a month before I actually found one. Yeah. Coincidentally at
1: GameStop. Really? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I guess you can still utilize them to buy consoles from them. Mm-hmm. But are you really going to buy games from them? Right. You can download games like yeah, that now. So, it's crazy. You know, the thing about the video game industry is they're always releasing games. hmm The, you know, Sony and Microsoft, how often do they release a new console? Once every four to five years? Yep. That's about right. So, man, that's a long drought in between console releases. Right. A really long drought. (laughs) Like, what if our business was only strong for like two quarters every five years? Yeah, that would be rough. We would not be able to stay in business. No. (laughs) Right. So that's the whole deal here, folks, is like this GameStop company, the stock is, it's a dead stock. Right. 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 The company is on the verge of bankruptcy. They have a, an old business model that hasn't evolved, yet the stock is up hundreds of percent. Hundreds with an S at the end over the course of the last few weeks. AMC, the movie theater chain, which I believe we did a show on this uh, at the end of the year when they were filing for bankruptcy, right. I believe. Mm-hmm. Their stock is probably up hundreds of percent right now.
0: It's hilarious because I came really close to buying it after they announced that they're basically out of money. Yeah. I think it was down to like two fifty, something like that. Yeah. Two dollars and fifty cents. And as of this moment, it's up to sixteen fifty. It's up two hundred and thirty-two percent
1: today. Yeah. It's nuts, dude. It is nuts. Yep. And there's like there's a handful of others, like Bed Bath and Beyond is skyrocketing. I heard Blackberry. What does
0: BlackBerry do? How is BlackBerry still in business? I
1: don't know. Do <laughs> they even make those little
0: phones anymore? I don't think so. I honestly thought they were out of business.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm not one to actually walk into a Verizon wireless shop and look around, right? I just mm-hmm. go and get my new iPhone every few years when the right. battery gives out on mm-hmm. me. Very, very strange, man. So I guess here's what I want to talk about. I don't want to focus too much on the companies, mm-hmm. on you know, talking GameStop or Bed Bath & Beyond or whatever it is. I want to talk about the dynamics of the stock market. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about what the heck is going on because I've had a few clients reach out and say, dude, what's going on with GameStop? I'm not smart enough to understand what's happening here. Can you please break it down in (laughs) layman's terms? Right? Because it is difficult. So I want to talk about the dynamics of the stock market. What's happening? Is it cool? Should it be allowed? Is it legal? Is it illegal? That's kind of the debate I want to have today or the discussion, Right. right? So- I guess to explain on a very basic level to all of our listeners, what's going on is you have these big time short sellers, these huge firms who will issue a report or they'll file something showing that they are short a position because obviously the fundamentals or the technicals of the company are broken. Right. And they have a valid reason for going short the stock. Now, to simplify this even further... Shorting a stock means that you are selling a stock that you don't own. How would you do that? You might ask. Well, you borrow the stock from someone else Mm -hmm. and then you sell their stock. And if you borrow it and sell it at 50 bucks a share and it goes down to 20 bucks a share and then you rebuy it or what is known as covering the trade, Mm -hmm. you just made 30 bucks on the trade. Right. The downside to shorting is your losses are infinite potentially, Mm -hmm. because that stock that you shorted at 50, it doesn't go to zero and stop, right? Like when you go long, the worst case scenario, you lose 100% of your money. The stock goes to zero. Mm -hmm. When you short something, you can lose hundreds of percent. Unlimited. (laughs) Unlimited loss potential, right? So here's what happened here. On this Reddit message board, the Wall Street Bets group in particular, I'm not a big Reddit user, so I might be using the wrong lingo here, right? Yeah. All right. So on this message board, there's a bunch of investors who basically had this mob mentality where they all decided they were going to get together and they were going to buy these companies where there was high short interest, where a lot of institutional investors who were negative the stock and therefore short the stock. And they all came together with their thousands of dollars of stimulus money. Mm Mm-hmm you know, that's where I came from. Absolutely. There are thousands of dollars of stimulus money and they broke these stocks. They broke the stock market. They figured out a way to take advantage of the stock market. Mm -hmm. Now I don't have a pity party for these billionaire short sellers. (laughs) Like, okay, whatever. I mean, they beat a stock. They they do the same thing, right? right? They beat a stock down. They, now they do it in my opinion, ethically. Because they either have a fundamental or a technical thesis behind why they're shorting. Right. For sure. These retail investors have no fundamental or technical reason for doing this. Mm-hmm. Other than if we all do it together, the price will go up. We will be happy and the person on the other side of the trade will lose everything. Right. That to me, is stock market manipulation. Now, it may not be illegal. Maybe... Given the utilization of social media and message boards, maybe the SEC needs to take a closer look. I don't know, but then they should probably take a closer look at the hedge funds and the short sellers, you know? (laughs) So, what's your take, man? I mean, is this stock market manipulation? Is it the re, like, what are your thoughts? Legitimate. (laughs) We're not just saying that. It is absolutely crazy.
0: Have you actually gone on these message boards? That is a internet rabbit hole. If you start scrolling on that, there are crazy stories on there. I mean, people paying off their student loan debt, people for hundreds of thousands of dollars. The leader of that site, I think I can't even say his name. Well, I probably could say it as a podcast, but the F word is in it. This guy, at least on the site, obviously, there's no way of verifying this unless you're talking to the person has made about $50 million out of $50,000. It's absolutely incredible. So it is a very, very delicate debate because I think he hit the nail on the head. How is it, I'll just play devil's advocate here for a little bit, the billionaire hedge fund investor guy who is shorting a stock and maybe even going on TV and talking about that short position, right? As one of the positions in his Firm's portfolio, with, like you said, technical reasons for doing so. GameStop, you know, brings up nostalgia and things like that. I remember taking my, I think it was Sega Dreamcast there and all my games and getting the first Xbox. You know, it was a great day. I think that was our senior year of college. But the company is basically done with. There's really no fundamental case for owning it. But at the same point in time, what this Reddit forum has done is basically just energized, a base of people to get excited about a company. And I believe they really have three main reasons for doing this. Their number one reason is profits. There's no doubt about that. Their number two reason is to kind of stick it to the man. Like Dave Portnoy says, the suits, they've figured out the system and they know that the losses on the reverse of that trade for those hedge funds is infinite. <laughs> so yep. the higher that stock price goes the more money they're going to lose. Yep. I believe I read right on that forum something they said something like every $20 the stock goes up they lose 10 million something like that. Those numbers aren't exactly right but that is clearly one of the main driving factors behind these people oh, yeah. energizing to do this. Yeah. And the third reason is they seem to be picking out retail stocks of companies that they want to for lack of a better term, save. You mentioned AMC to start this show. I think one of the number one hashtags on Twitter right now is save AMC.
1: <laughs> so I don't know how pumping their stock price up saves them though. That's the thing.
0: Yeah, that is definitely
1: the thing. Right. I mean, it saves the people who own it in their portfolio right but it doesn't save the company mm-hmm. because you're buying and selling on the secondary market those proceeds don't go back to the company no <laughs> <laughs> like, that just shows like it's a little dangerous right like they don't know what they're actually doing a right. lot of them some mm-hmm. of them do mm-hmm. some of them have no idea what they're actually doing right i just got in an argument with a troll on twitter so i was on tv this morning and here's what i talked about d i said This is potentially, whether it's legal or illegal, I really don't care, but this is potentially dangerous for the retail investor who's getting paid right now. Oh, yes. Okay. Because let's assume the stock's gone from 30 bucks to 300 bucks. That's been artificially inflated. The stock's true value, intrinsic value is not 300 a share. It's 30 or lower, right? right? Mm -hmm. How are they going to monetize those profits? The only way to monetize your paper profit is to sell. Mm -hmm. So what do they all go on the message board (laughs) at the same time and say, time to sell, right? Who is going to be buying? Once the Reddit users decide they want to liquidate and monetize those gains, who is going to buy what they're selling? Nobody. So what I see happening is this is not going to end well Mm -hmm. in order for them to make now, if you get out early, it's a game of hot potato. Right. If you get out right now before everyone else wants to get out, you made some money. Mm-hmm. Okay. But for those people who want to ride this thing out, they're going to be left holding the bag. For sure. So I got into the argument with this dude. He's like, <laughs> I can't believe you feel bad for the hedge funds who are getting shorted. I'm like, what the heck are you talking about, dude? When did I say that? He's so uneducated. Right. He's you know We're talking about uneducated people here. That he thought my concern was the people on the other side of the trade right now while they're buying. Mm-hmm. I don't care about the short sellers who right. are getting squeezed. I don't mm-hmm. care about them. I care about these Robinhood investors right now who are making money. I care about how they're going to lose their shirt and all the money they thought they had made mm-hmm. when they all sell a month from today or to whenever they, they're not going to buy. You can't buy and hold these companies. Right. They're not buying hold stocks because they're not worth that. <laughs> exactly. I totally
0: agree with those points and it is, I think it raises even larger concerns about our society as a whole, right? Yep. And this, it stems back from the election, right? When Twitter was posting warnings about the president's tweets that that may not be accurate. That may or may not have been the case, but I know one thing I've been going on the internet since it was basically invented and it's been 90% lies (laughs) the whole time. Yep. Right. So what people are putting out there is not necessarily true. so if there's a message board putting out stock tips about, you know, brick and mortar retailers that are about to go the way of the dodo bird, you know, it's it may not be good advice and it may only be benefiting them. like yeah. the dude who's made 50
1: million dollars right. off a of GameStop stock. well that to me sounds like some of these guys they're going to be busted with a pump and dump scheme. yep. right? i mean i couldn't go on tv myself. Yep. Exactly. and pump a specific stock, which has happened. Mm-hmm. And trading was halted on one in particular, right after I stopped doing the segment, I couldn't sell it at that point. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe I could, maybe I could justify that, Hey, the thing went up 30% in five minutes and it was <laughs> no longer in line with my valuation, but dude, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is just a classic pump and dump scheme. Right. Like you cannot You know, rally the troops around doing something while you're kind of taking the other side of the bet. Right. And that's a great point.
0: So, as a society, what's the difference? A professional like you going on TV versus some dude sitting at home. On their computer telling people to buy GameStop. Who has
1: more influence exactly. is one thing, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, I'm on TV. But I'm you know one of 100 people, 200 guys just like myself on mm-hmm. TV that day. Yes, I wear the best sport coat, so I stand Obviously. out. <laughs> <laughs> Versus a guy who might have 500,000 Twitter followers because mm-hmm. he's throwing stock advice out, even though he's trading in his underwear at home. Right. Mm-hmm. He's not a professional. So it's about... Maybe not who you are and what you're doing, but how far your influence goes, mm-hmm. you know.
0: And then the the second thing I was going to say is, everything is a meme these days, right? Yeah. <laughs> and these memes on the internet have created a lot of this storm for GameStop. There's dozens of them out there. Right inside of the Wall Street Bets website is you know, basically. Something about taking down the suits, taking down the hedge fund traders, the rich guys. Hey, we can do this better ourselves. That's what you see everywhere, right? Yep. There's all this information just shoved in people's faces as soon as you go on Twitter or these Reddit forums. I didn't know this is what the kids do, by the way, these Reddit forums. I thought this was like 20-year-old technology, yeah. <laughs> but I, it's I digress. It's old school, isn't it? It, it really is old yeah. school. That was like how video gamers used to like pass information when the internet first started. Yeah. But yeah, you know, it's just so much information in our faces. It's hard to know how to, even for discerning people, how to process that information and figure out what's true. I know there's more non-true stuff on Twitter and other places than just the president, right? And this was a big thing. And the president's now kicked off of Twitter. But meanwhile, 90% of Twitter users are are lying (laughs) directly to everyone, left, right, right whatever you want to say, it's really, really, really become a problem. And if you're listening to this, something you really need to take a look at, because I believe in the last six months, this was the point I was trying to make, people really believe that you can just pump money into the stock market today and three weeks later, you're rich. It's bad news, dude. That is a very, very bad thing. Yeah. It's not good at all. I was
1: talking with Chris about this yesterday. It's been 2020- And 2021 will probably be the same way. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't have a crystal ball. I'm not one to make dumb predictions, but I'm going to make one right now. It has been so easy for the Robin Mm Hoodie, the Robin Hood trader, because you can literally show up late to any single trade. Every trade you hear about it for three weeks on the news, it's up 150%. You have had the ability to get in after the 150% run, and you'll still realize another 100% of it. The momentum trade, it will end it is going to end poorly. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I think if these stocks go from 30 to 300 and eventually to 600, I feel bad for the people who bought from 500 to 600 when mm-hmm. it goes back down to 30. Right. Because at some point, all of these Reddit users are going to decide that it's time to take their profits. Yep. And the stock's going to crash quickly and you better not be the one left holding the bag.
0: This is obviously a different story, but you know, just look at the momentum that's like the Biden clean energy stocks, right? Yeah, I'm sure that's great news for those companies. Does it make them worth three times what they were, you know, two weeks ago? I haven't done all the research, but I would say probably not. There's dozens of those stories that we've heard for the last, like I said, six months. This is not how it's supposed to work. And it is creating dangerous conditions. And if you're listening out there and you're trading on your own, you know, just try to really research these moves that you want to make. And really ask yourself, is what I'm buying right now,
1: is it really worth the money? At the end of the day, folks, intrinsic value, like what's it worth? Right. Right. Let's just wrap up with this. Tesla was probably the first stock that worked like this. Right. But it was done in a very polite manner. <laughs> polite. Yep. Those Tesla fans, there was a cult-like following, mm-hmm. right? And they loved the company. They wanted it to succeed. Right. It's a great technology. I mean, it's they're a very innovative company with a fantastic technology. They kind of politely went about it. They were fans of the company and they just continued to buy the stock. Blind optimism. This is different because these retail investors want blood on their hands. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're out for blood, Mm -hmm. you know? So half of what I've read is about them making money, but the other half is about how they're crushing the other side how much money they're costing the other side. And like I said, I don't, look, I'm not trying to defend the billionaire versus the day trader who's got $5,000 sitting at home. That is not what I'm doing here. Mm -hmm. I am actually more concerned about how the day trader gets out. Right. Like, dude, when your portfolio, when you start with five grand and it's worth 500 grand because you bought a bunch of calls because they're not even buying the stock, dude. Mm -hmm. They're buying the calls. Yep. So it is a levered way for them to buy this. Look, man, you turn your five grand into 500 grand. You only get that money when you sell the stock. I saw some people talking about, hey, I'll be right back. I'm going to go pay off all my student loans. Mm-hmm. I hope you sold the stock right. before you did that. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't, if you're one of the last ones in, you're, it's going to go right back down to where you started eventually.
0: And that's what I would have said yesterday too. I would have said, if you're buying GameStop at one you are completely insane. And now it's It's, hundreds of dollars above that. Yeah. (laughs) It's doubled since then. It's more over. Well, hey,
1: we'd love for you guys to share your thoughts with us on all this. Obviously, this is very interesting. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming it'll still be interesting when this episode is being distributed. Shoot us any questions or comments or your thoughts. We'd love to hear it and maybe talk about it on a future show. Info at swpconnect.com. If you haven't hit the subscribe button yet, hit it we're rolling out episodes every single Wednesday. I know the platforms release them at different times, but they should be available by Wednesday morning. If not, you know you should have it by lunchtime at the latest. As always, thanks for joining. We'll talk to you next week. Hey, it's Mark. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We really appreciate it. Look, if you wouldn't mind, please go to your podcast app, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever you use. And give us a five-star rating and review. You know, the best way for us to continue to educate and enlighten every single one of you is for more and more people to know about us. And your review would help us with that. Also, we've had quite a few listeners reach out to us lately asking about financial planning. So, we've decided to offer a special to every single one of our listeners. It's a $495 comprehensive financial plan. No strings attached. You don't have to move your investments under our management. We're not going to use the plan as a gimmick to sell you a product. There's absolutely no hidden agenda and no further obligation on your part. You just get great conflict-free advice from us. And all you have to do is visit your495plan.com. That's your495plan.com. Fill out your info. One of our certified financial planners will reach out and begin to build out your plan. Visit your495plan.com today.